gets a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50, he's off to the races, down the left sideline, to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Aaron Jones, oh, what a play! This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Game on Wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast are brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. What's up, Packers fans, and welcome back to the Quick Slants podcast at Game on Wisconsin, a massive Victory Monday edition of the Quick Slants podcast as your Green Bay Packers take down the Minnesota Vikings at Lambeau Field 37-10 and secure the number one seed in the NFC for the second season in a row. They become the first team in NFL history to win 13 games three seasons in a row. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers finishes the season likely now that the Packers can probably rest a bunch of players next week in Week 18 because it doesn't matter. Ends another MVP-worthy campaign. We'll see if he wins the award. We'll get to all of it. Not going to spend a ton of time talking about the actual game itself because the Packers dominated this thing from the very beginning. Absolutely just boat-stomped the Minnesota Vikings like they should. Minnesota learned earlier in the week Kirk Cousins, quarterback Kirk Cousins would not play due to his COVID uh, diagnosis. Sean Mannion got the start came in and did about as well as you would expect uh, Sean Mannion to do against the Green Bay Packers, which is not very well. Did end up throwing a touchdown late in the game. Didn't matter at that point. The Packers, once again, started out slow. First quarter, only mustered up a field goal. So it was 3-0, but from the second quarter on, Green Bay coasted. Absolutely coasted. Jordan Love got a bunch of playing time in this one in the fourth quarter. And we even saw some of... Vikings rookie quarterback Kellen Mond as well. He came in for one series. Uh, the Packers did what they needed to do. So in really quick fashion and looking at this this particular game here, this, the strategy was real simple. Don't let Dalvin Cook ruin this game. The Vikings needed to win in order to keep their playoff hopes alive. Their only chance to do that was going to be to get Dalvin Cook going. Well, it's hard to do that when you're playing from behind. And the Packers built a nice early lead. And so running the football really was not a huge option. Cook ended the day with nine attempts for just 13 yards, a 1.4 average. The Packers did what they needed to do. They shut him down. The other concern, Justin Jefferson is a wide receiver. He ends with six catches, 58 yards, no touchdowns. So the Packers did okay there. Obviously not having his guy Kirk Cousins throwing the ball, probably a little bit of a factor there, but the Packers offensively were able to do a lot of things and it was still most of the starters for Minnesota out there on defense no Camp Dantzler the cornerback but Aaron Rodgers no sacks Jordan Love didn't get sacked no sacks surrendered on the day so the offensive line puts up another really good performance against a defense that was trying they were trying to win this game they were trying to figure out some way to muster up some production and they just could not do it. Aaron Rodgers finishes 29 of 38 for 288 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, a quarterback rating of 114.8. The Packers holding on to the ball, scoring a bunch of points, could kind of do whatever the heck they wanted. 
And they were able to rush uh, for 174 yards, 32 carries. A.J. Dillon led the way, 14 carries for 63 yards. He scored twice. Aaron Jones, eight carries for 76. And Patrick Taylor got in at the end of the game. He had six carries for 18 yards in garbage time. On the receiving side, Devontae Adams just continues to set record after record after record. 11 catches, 136 yards, a touchdown on 14 targets. He was absolutely fantastic. Alan Lazard, six grabs. Aaron Jones, five catches. A lot of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the field at the same time. It's almost like the Packers listen to some of us who podcast and talk about some of these ideas. Now, I didn't say that, but I did hear that during the week. Put both of those guys out there and create some confusion for your for the opposing defense. The Packers did that, and it seemed to work a little bit. Packers were able to get some production, so they play a great game. They play a complete game. They had to bring in David Moore to return punts because Amari Rodgers is on the COVID reserve list, didn't have a chance to play. Moore had some NFL experience before, and he actually had three returns for 33 yards. He he had a 21-yard punt return. I mean, what more? What what other fortune can the Packers possibly find? Now they've, they've added a, a big-time punt returner. I'm kind of saying that tongue-in-cheek, but very secure with the ball, and you know, at the perfect time, you don't have to worry about a young guy like Amari Rodgers being very wide-eyed and, and nervous out there for the playoffs. Mason Crosby makes all three of his field goal tries. Has another really good night. Greg Joseph, the Vikings kicker. If there's one thing noteworthy for the Vikings, set a new record at Lambeau Field. He kicked a 51-yard field goal. That's the longest field goal in January at Lambeau Field in the history of Lambeau Field. Previously, it was 47 yards. So Joseph, who had the big game winner against the Packers in the first meeting this season, uh, becomes the longest field goal kicker in Lambeau Field history, and hopefully that gets changed soon because we definitely don't want a Vikings player holding that record. But that was about the only highlight on the day for the Minnesota Vikings. They just couldn't do anything. And that the Packers... Uh, Packers got to Mannion twice. Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary both had sacks. Defense played very well. Devondre Campbell turned in a nice game. Chris Barnes had a great game. Barnes could have had a couple of interceptions. Wasn't able to hang on to the football. Just a great overall performance by your Green Bay Packers. And in every phase, really, it was it was good. And that's what the Packers needed was a really good showing, emphatically sending a message that they're here to hold court. I mean, as long as the Packers are playing football, they're going to be playing at home until the Super Bowl. They're not going to have to travel until they make the trek to Los Angeles to go to the Super Bowl. I'd like to think that things are going to finish up a little bit different this time around. The Packers get a second shot. And if they're still playing in conference championship weekend, they will be the home team. And there will be a there will be a game. So the Packers came into this one already knowing that all they had to do was beat the Vikings and they locked lock up that number one seed because earlier in the day, the Arizona Cardinals beat the Dallas Cowboys, which meant that Green Bay had a one game lead. And so a victory stamps it. And regardless of what happens in week 18, the Packers are the one seed and they did indeed win. So that ends all of that drama right there. So next week. There's still some more NFC games to be played as far as playoff seedings go and who's going to face each other in wildcard weekend. 
Don't matter to the Packers because they aren't going to be playing any football. So now the Bernie question becomes, how do the Packers approach week 18? You've got some players that were returning to the team, starting to practice. You might want to get them some reps before the playoffs start. And so what will the Packers do now in a meaningless game in Detroit? For guys like David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, Randall Cobb came back to practice this week. Is he going to play? Is Aaron Rodgers even going to make the trip to Detroit? Is he possibly going to get some treatment, maybe even a little surgery on his toe so that that's good to go? He did say after the game against Minnesota that this was the first game that he's gotten through without any issues with the toe. So I don't know if the Packers want to risk him having any sort of surgery and anything going sideways in any way, shape, or form, and then for some reason he can't play. I don't know. We'll we'll see what the Packers decide to do. But I think it's probably going to be a lot of Jordan Love, a lot of backups. At the end of the game, we saw Jawan Winfrey in there, Equinemius St. Brown at wide receiver. Maybe they tinker around with some offensive line, you know, try to save some of these guys a little bit. I mean, you're going to have to play some guys. You're not going to be able to hold everybody out completely. But the Packers really honestly just, you know, if they 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 can try to go out and, and get a win and, and win their 14th game of the season and go 14-3. and three. Um, But it's nice to have the the decision and the problem of, well, what do we do? And I think Green Bay already knew what their approach was going to be if they won this game. And I think it was very clear that take care of business against the Vikings. They owe them one. They've lost two in a row to Minnesota. Got to punch them in the mouth and send them back home as losers. And that's exactly what the Vikings go home as. Their season is all but over. It may have already be over at this point. I've been so Packers happy that I, I don't even know if there's a, a, any circumstance under which the Vikings can still make the playoffs. But if it is... It's a lot of things have to happen and a lot of, they need a lot of help because they did not beat the Packers in this particular case in the first game of 2022 at Lambeau Field. So I talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier and this has been a very interesting season for the Packers quarterback from the offseason and his supposedly declaring that he would not play for the Packers again and would they trade him or have to trade him. And he finally shows up and he plays and he has the terrible outing in the first week of the season and then just goes out and lights the world on fire. Absolutely. Just an incredible, incredible season by Rodgers. He finishes this this year having played in 15 games. He missed the game against the Chiefs due to his COVID diagnosis. So he finishes with 352 completions on 513 attempts, 68.6% completion percentage, which if you take out last season when he was 70.7, you'd have to go all the way back to 2011 to find a season in which Rodgers had a better completion percentage. He was 68.3, and that was the year that he did whatever the hell he wanted. And... He finishes with a with a slightly higher completion percentage this season. 3,977 yards, 35 touchdowns, four interceptions. He threw two of those in the first game. Two of those. He threw two interceptions after week one in this game, in this season. He was sacked 27 times. He fumbled only one time. Quarterback rating of 111.1. Incredible. 
Absolutely incredible. These are like 2014 numbers for Rodgers. And the Packers had, should have been in a Super Bowl in that season. So that is the case that Rodgers makes for MVP. And I think it's going to be really difficult not to give it to him unless somebody wants to give it to Mahomes. And I don't know what Mahomes' numbers are, frankly. He's played very well. The Chiefs have been playing very well. And in the AFC, they they seem to be doing okay. Now, they lost to the Bengals on Sunday. So right now, Tennessee is actually the number one seed in the AFC. So I, Aaron Rodgers just seems like a, a, a clear-cut favorite to win his, his, you know, win another MVP award. And it, it's second in a row. Just in, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible by Rodgers. Be his fourth if he does. Just setting all kinds of records. You know, he broke the touchdown passing record as a Green Bay Packer. And I know that he would love nothing more than to get a Super Bowl victory here and then figure out what it is that he's going to do in terms of trying to come back or or if he's going to re- retire or play somewhere else. All those things, everybody's kind of rolling their eyes at this point because they've heard a lot about it and we don't know what's going to happen. Everyone everyone thinks they do. I don't I don't have any idea. Absolutely no idea. And I, I, I'm glad to have that problem uh, if the Packers do win a championship and figure out if what Rodgers is going to do. So Aaron Rodgers absolutely lighting the world on fire and, and is, is the main reason why the Green Bay Packers are right back where they uh, where they should be. Matt LaFleur, his third straight 13-win season, his third straight season with a playoff bye, his second straight season as the number one seed in the NFC, a third shot at getting to a Super Bowl and could not have a better situation. He's going to be playing at home, doesn't have to travel, gets a week off. Can rest some guys. You know, if this whole COVID thing strikes, hopefully it slows down and this team's, the the cases kind of take it easy. But at this point right now, the Packers essentially have two and a half weeks to play with if anybody does test positive because they don't have to win a football game for the next two weeks, two and a half weeks. Nearly three. So from a COVID standpoint, I hope that there's no cases but I don't think that in this in this world, in this day and age right now, I don't think that's really possible. And so therefore, at least the Packers have a little bit of a buffer there if anybody does test positive and hopefully the symptoms are non-existent or very minor and it can be a quicker recovery if if teams are able to, able to uh, if players are able to do that. So one other guy I want to highlight his numbers because he had a, a hell of a season this year. And we knew that he was going to be a bigger bigger part of the equation for the Packers. And that was running back A.J. Dillon. Everybody gnashing teeth. Why did we draft this guy in the second round? He barely ran the ball, barely touched the ball last, last year. The only time, the only game that he really had any major carries in was against the Titans. And so what are we wasting picks for? Well, last year he appeared in 11 games. He had 46 attempts and he had 242 yards. Two touchdowns. This year. Played in 16 games, all 16 games, 173 touches, 740 yards, 4.3 average, five touchdowns rushing, one fumble. Here's the big thing. Last year, caught two balls. This year, he caught 33 balls for 309 yards and two touchdowns. A.J. Dillon is a thing. In this game against the Vikings defense that, again, was still trying, they wanted nothing to do with trying to tackle A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon just manned 
his way into the end zone twice. Just moving the pile, pushing guys into the end zone, getting there, not wanting to have any of his touchdowns taken away by anyone else, by a Rodgers throw or Aaron Jones or anybody else. A.J. Dillon has come on and become a really, really big part of this Packers team. And I think before all is said and done, I think there's that, that Dillon is going to have have more of a word as far as what what's going to be of the 2021 Packers. So Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Dillon, some stats there, some rare numbers from yours truly here on the, on the Quick Slants podcast because it's just not really what I do. But in looking at the defense, you know, I, unsung heroes and guys that have really stepped up and played really well. Devondre Campbell leads the team with eight tackles. Chris Barnes has another big game. He's stayed relatively healthy this year, which has been really good. Adrian Amos with another great performance. He has a nice pass breakup on a pass intended for Tyler Conklin, which would have just, you know, could have been picked off or incomplete. The ball caroms back and lands in the hands of center Garrett Bradbury, and he he runs for 21 yards. Just the dumbest luck thing the Vikings could have had, and it didn't matter. And a play later, the, the Vikings score their touchdown. So, of course, it had to be is fluky as it could possibly have been, and that's as fluky as it gets. So, But Adrian Amos had another great season. Kenny Clark playing so well, eating up guys in the middle there. Kevin King had a big stop on a third down early in the game. Russell Douglas again with another pass breakup. Eric Stokes, all, you know, all he did was just cover his dude, try to help keep Justin Jefferson in check. There you have it. You know, the, the, the Packers got production from guys all over the place. And it was it was awesome. It was really, really good to see this team play really well in all phases. And that's what they needed. They needed to get that confidence. They needed to make a statement. Cor- Corey Bajorquez comes back and plays after the COVID diagnosis on Tuesday. The Packers got pretty fortunate. I think with some of the new rules with regards to the... COVID protocols and only having to wait five days. I think the Packers got really fortunate. Now they're in the driver's seat. I mean, they can they can do whatever they need to do. Rest, guys. Just, I mean, handle it. Handle your business. Do whatever it is that you need to do. Get guys in. Get them healthy. Decide what you're going to do with, with Jair and Bakhtiari. And if Zadarius Smith's going to be part of this thing, I don't think he will. But if Zadarius Smith's going to be part of this thing, you can figure that out. You've got a lot of things to figure out and you've got no pressure and you just do it now. And now you just do it because you don't have to go play games and you don't have to worry about scheming up ways to win a game. And frankly, I have to be honest with you, I wanted it to end this week and just seal it up in in week 17 because I was more worried about a Detroit team in week 18 that's still playing their ass off for Dan Campbell than a Vikings team that had to come into the freezing cold and try to win with a backup quarterback against the Packers. Wasn't really worried about the Vikings. I you knew that they were going to they were going to get after Dalvin Cook and they did. Now that strategy's not going to work every every time. I would have been really curious to see how well the Packers do if it's Kirk Cousins and he can find Justin Jefferson and the passing game and Thielen's out there and there's some other things are different, but that wasn't the case. It just wasn't the case this particular time. So, 
The Packers did what they needed to do. They bottled up Dalvin Cook. Just a, a great performance. I mean, this will be one that, that we'll, we'll look back on and we'll circle because Cook's going to have a great career. Nine carries, 13 yards. I remember the Packers in a playoff game held Barry Sanders to, to zero yards. It was like negative one yard, and, and which is just unheard of, absolutely unheard of. And that was this kind of performance where it's like you've got to stop a dude who's absolutely capable of wrecking this game. And he didn't. He absolutely did not. The Packers wrecked everything about the Minnesota Vikings, and they may have wrecked it to the point where Mike Zimmer is no longer head, the head coach there. We'll find out at the end of the season if Zimmer is going to survive Black Monday. Black Monday is one week from today for those teams that are not going to make the postseason. So looking at the playoff picture at this point right now uh, with the the Cowboys losing, they they kind of dropped down and there's more to be more to be said about what's going to happen in, in week 18. But your current seeding in the NFC is Green Bay at the one and they're stuck there. They're locked there at one. The two seed is now the Rams. The Rams beat the Ravens. And by virtue of the Cowboys losing, the Cowboys drop all the way to four. Tampa's your three. They beat, they survived the New York Jets and a meltdown by one of their moron players who's no longer on the team anymore. And they move into the third seed. Dallas is your four. Arizona's your five. So if the playoffs started right now, the Cardinals would be back in Dallas to play the Cowboys. Your six is San Francisco, and the seventh seed is the Eagles. The Eagles host the Cowboys next weekend in week 18. So that's your current seeding in the NFC. And we'll see how things shake out next week. But again, the Packers don't have to worry about it. Because they're not playing a game that makes any difference. They'll still have to field a team and travel and deal with all that stuff. And, you know, obviously at this point right now, you got to stay healthy. And so I I think I would expect Jordan Love is going to get the start in Detroit. I think he's going to start this game. I think you're going to see Patrick Taylor at running back. I don't think A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones are going to play. Offensive line-wise, we'll see what they do. But I think you you pretty much bottle up all you bottle up your guys. You can you can play Josiah DeGuara. I think you give Mercedes Lewis the week off. Get give the veterans some some extra time to rest up. Get ready for the postseason. Devontae Adams shouldn't even get on the plane. Uh I if you want to send Lazard, you can MVS. I'm not sure. I mean Equinemius St. Brown, get him out there and let it be the St. Brown show. Let him let him square off against his brother who's been playing really well for the Lions, and let that be the storyline because that's all that really matters as far as the Packers go for next week. I'll have more on that on Thursday's show as far as a, a preview of the Detroit game. We'll have more news, and we'll know what more of what is going on. Um, so it sounds like after the game Aaron Rodgers spoke, and he was asked about some of those guys who have a chance to come back and he was specifically asked about Jair, David Bakhtiari, uh, Zadarius Smith, and Josh Myers. And Roger said, you know, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, but I think there's a possibility for all four of those guys to return. And, I, you know, Randall Cobb is definitely coming back. So this team is going to be cooking with some serious gas come the playoff time. I joked, all of these guys are finally going to get healthy and they're going to play in the NFC Championship game and that's going to be what catapults them into a Super Bowl appearance, and that's hopefully what we're looking at. I 
The Packers host the NFC Championship game. It, it is going to take everything in the humanly possible for me not to be in that stadium at Lambeau Field. For an NFC Championship game, I will absolutely be in the house if the Packers get a chance to play in that game. So it's very exciting. So it is a, once again, it is a victory Monday. It's a number one seed victory Monday. For the third year in a row, the Packers have a playoff bye. For the second year in a row, they are the number one seed. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Green Bay as long as the Packers are playing football. And that's all I have to say about that at this point right now. Everybody, thank you so much for riding along. Hope you enjoy the big victory against the Vikings. Everybody enjoy the spoils of victory as we head into the new year. A lot of you are going back to work after your holiday breaks. Hope everything goes well at the office for you. Nice, easy week as we get ready for the Packers to play a game against the Lions. And then we move into the playoffs. So enjoy the week. Everybody stay warm. As always, stay safe. Stay healthy. Do everything you can to stay healthy. It's cold and flu season as well. So everybody take care of yourselves. Please drink plenty of water. I'll be back on Thursday. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jason Perone. If there's any questions or thoughts or ideas, please tweet at me. Get over to Game on Wisconsin. Check out all the great content and listen to all the great shows and all of the live shows this week that will be. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great week and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 